welcome Julie Delk, which is Russell Delk's wife, to Dance Me Family Wellness Show, podcast. I don't know what to call it. I'm just <laughs> learning. But um, I really want to get you on here because of your history with Russell and your health history. And I kind of met you in a health setting. Yeah. Spikes CrossFit in Ellisville. And we're in an open setting, so we're going to have some <laughs> great ambient noise. But uh, what back into that, but what we're, uh, I learned about you through Russell and saw you working out. And, you know, mm-hmm. I saw the transition from, you know, just a, a, a gym member mm-hmm. to you and Russell, you know, dating mm-hmm. and, I know y'all kind of met at the old one, so y'all were already dating whenever I met you. Right, yeah. We were just friends, and then it transitioned into more. Yeah. 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 And I was really impressed with you and Russell and the way uh, y'all, the dynamic of that. And I'm always really impressed with people that get into a stepson or stepdaughter situation. Mm -hmm. I think that is honorable. And I know that's complimenting Russell, but that's really difficult for anybody. Oh, yeah. And it's... It's really amazing when I see someone get into that and get to that point where they make it work mm-hmm. and they, you know, pour into somebody. But just tell us more about you. Tell us from birth to now and like your health struggles or, you know, maybe victories that you've had and, you know, anything with birth. And I'm really interested in, you know, the, the birth and postpartum and what let people understand that because I've got a big struggle with it from, from my own birth mm-hmm. and my own health mm-hmm. crisis but also from, you know, my wife and we got right. young children. Mm-hmm. You have a, a son that's quite a bit older than our mm-hmm. children. And, you know, I get to know him through church. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really unique. And so just let us know your, your history. Okay. Well, um, growing up, I was always the chubbier kid growing up. And I didn't really have a problem. I didn't see that or didn't have a problem with it until I got out of high school, I guess. And um, when... I was in college, you know, the whole freshman 15 thing. I put on more than 15 pounds, and I was just tired of it. So I did the whole um, Weight Watchers thing for a little while, and, yeah, it worked when I was doing it, and then I stopped. And I put the weight back on, decided to try going to the Y and pedal and doing Zumba and stuff like that on my own, and I found that I don't do well by myself. I do better with structured things, with somebody telling me what to do. Um, so I didn't, I couldn't commit to that and just started running with a friend. Well, when I was in the process of doing that, um, I, my cousin actually said, hey, have you ever tried this CrossFit thing that I've heard about? And um, she researched and found Spikes when it was first opened up in Laurel, the old box. And I went, me, my cousin, and my friend, we all went, and I Aid. and um, I just got into it. I enjoyed the lifting weight part of it. Yeah. Um, it was good um, therapy for me because at that time I also went through a divorce um, from my oldest's dad and so then I was single mom and trying to figure life out. Just started teaching, just got out of college, started teaching, wow. trying to figure all that out. So it was good outlet for me. It was my hour of just getting everything out that I needed to get out through that and I enjoyed coming in and having the coach there to 
um, let me know what I was doing wrong or what I could do better. And the workout was already there. Yeah. I didn't have to think about it or anything like that. And that's how I met Russell. We became friends. And then that transitioned to more, obviously. Yeah. Um, and CrossFit is a big part of our life. So, you know, people are always... I get a lot of times, how do you have time for that? By the time I get home with my kids, I just don't have time. Well, because we've made that a big part of our life, our kids know that's something we do. So they yeah. know, well, when we get home, we're going to CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And then when we get home from CrossFit, then we'll do whatever. But that's going to happen four to five days a week. That's our routine. Um, and if you don't make that time, it, it's hard to do it. That's a priority for y'all. It's got to be, yeah. Our health. I want to keep up with my kids. I want to live as long as I can to see their their kids and yeah. their kids' kids. And so we got to stay healthy. It's, right. I mean, just got to. But um, once Russell and I, Go ahead. once Russell and I got married, of course we continued CrossFit. We moved to uh, Jen's box in Laurel. Yeah. Sir. And then I got pregnant with Conrad, and I continued CrossFit, not so much my first trimester from uh, sickness, but once I got over all that, I started going back a lot more in the second, third trimester, and yeah. I CrossFitted up until the night before I had him. Yeah. That helps getting into the birthing mood. Yes. It makes everything. My first labor with Grayson, it was horrible. Ow. Like, it just, the epidural didn't take. It was just horrible. It was a horrible experience. Recovery was horrible. With Conrad, it was super quick, and recovery, I was back at CrossFit weeks later. Wow. Um, of course, they give you six weeks that you're not supposed to do anything, but I took it easy. I listened to my body. I don't just go and start using the weights I was using again. Yeah. So, got back into that after two weeks. But then I had a problem with getting all the weight from That's when I, right before he turned a year old, I got introduced to a nutrition coach. Um, Is that Brooke Peel? Yes. She's awesome. Yep, Brooke really helped awesome. me out a lot. Um, I got back down to my pre-pregnancy weight before Conrad turned a year old through macros. And then it just kept going and I got as lean as I'd ever been yeah. um, and as strong as I'd ever been and eating more food than I ever had eaten before. That's I mean, nice. I was eating like almost 300 carbs a day and wow. you know, people were like, oh no, carbs. Yeah, they do. But it, you need it if you're eating the right ones, your right. body's using that for the fuel to work out. And as much as I was working out at the time, I was using it. And then um, after I got down to my leanest, I got pregnant again and um, we had a miscarriage with that one. Um, That's and, hard. Yeah, it was That's really hard. It was difficult to go through mentally mm -hmm. um, because I thought as healthy as I was, um, my body had failed me. And in my mind, I just didn't understand what I had done wrong because I was exercising, I was eating right. Being um, lean as you've ever been. Right. Felt great. Right. Everything was just, you know, at plus. And yeah. then that happened. I, and I know, you know, it wasn't in my control. It wasn't anything I did. I know that now. Yeah. But at the time, it was, I have failed, my body failed. Um, so I was, from January to March, I, I struggled with that a lot. And then, because um, let's see, we found out, 
find out Thanksgiving of that year that I was pregnant, and then January I had had a miscarriage. Then April, March or April, I was pregnant with Joby. Yeah. And that brought on lots of new obstacles because I still had miscarriage in the back of my mind. So every little thing I freaked out and I was going to the doctor very often because my doctor is great, would let me come and check on things. Um, And I did actually have to take some steroids at the beginning of my pregnancy with her because um, I did have some things going on that not necessarily that I would have lost her, but just precautionary things. And because of that, I was still using Brooke for my nutrition coach, but um, I ended up having to slack up because I was gaining too much weight because of the steroids. And by the time I had Joby, I had put on more weight than I had ever had with the boys. Um, With them, I gained about 40 pounds, while her, I gained 60. Uh, Um, But she was a big baby, granted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the steroids definitely help with that. But I'd still continue CrossFit throughout um, her pregnancy as long as the doctor let me. I did listen, which my doctor is very pro-working out as as I was doing it before. Um, But if he told me, well, maybe you should do this, I would because I still had miscarriage in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, But I had Joby. Labor was good. Uh, We had some complications after with she and I both running antibiotics for an infection and um they at one point thought that I was going to um what is it called they were they thought I was going to bleed out basically hemorrhage Hemorrhage. thank you so they were watching me for that um but we were good came out of the hospital everything was good um and then got back into CrossFit two weeks later or maybe it's three weeks I mean I took three weeks this time but I just it, I can't sit still. So when a doctor tells me, sorry, doctors, you need to take some time and rest and, you know, don't go right back. I just can't do that because that's such a big part of us. Right. Like when I was having to stay at home, the other half of my family is there yeah. rather than, and so that's my family time too. It's lonely. Right. Yeah. So I have to, I go back quicker than I probably should from things, but but um, after having Jovi, um, I'm still trying to get the weight off. That third baby has done it to me. Um, but still counting macros, still eating right. Um, not so much, I've kind of taken away not so much a nutrition coach right now. I actually got certified to do coaching. Um, but I haven't, I haven't done it very much yet because it's just so hard working a full-time job. Oh, I understand. And trying to do that. So, yeah. and be a mom. Yeah. So I haven't gotten into that yet, but I'm just trying to do my own thing right now. Um, Dawn actually did a little bit of my nutrition coaching, and I just wasn't taking it as serious as yeah. I should have. So I just backed off for a little while. But What, what certification did you get? Um, through NASM, mm-hmm. the sports yeah. nutrition. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the sports certified nutritionist or whatever. Yeah. But um, Great so program. one day maybe I'll get yeah, into it. If nothing else. I mean, a lot of people did my course, the uh, Integrative Institute of Integrative Nutrition, mm-hmm. for just learning about themselves, right. learning about nutrition, yeah. and also like you help your family. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with getting a certification. You learn a lot right. from it, and teaching it, if mm-hmm. it's not just to your son or to your daughter, it really helps you cement it into your own habits mm-hmm. and lifestyle. And 
Yeah, I mean, learning through that process helped me a lot of things because you look at it from a different perspective. It's, yeah. Because as a customer, you see like, okay, this, this why are you even asking mm -hmm. this question or that question? Right. And that certification really explains it. And right. You you start thinking like a, you know, health coach or right. a nutritionist. And when you do that, you, you, that whole thing, I know it's cliche, but what would Jesus do? <laughs> it's to get you to think like yeah. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you think like a teacher you teach better mm -hmm. if you think like a you know nutritionist or whatever it may be like same way so right yeah it's a great certification mm -hmm. so. yeah yeah and I try to you know we try to utilize it in the house with making sure that we try to get the kids to eat what we eat you know we don't we don't we're not big on we're not gonna make a thousand different meals to satisfy everybody we make one thing this is what we're gonna eat and Russell and I are both you know we're all about a meat and a vegetable yeah um I always tell him sometimes we, sometimes that vegetable may be a sweet potato or a potato, and I always say I need something green. Mm -hmm. Quick fix, saute up some spinach. Right. Um, even if I have that sweet potato or whatever, I want something green on my plate um, to go nice. with it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we try to, you know, we try to incorporate that with the kids as much as possible too. But they're kids. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, so yeah. I'm learning that process right now, and it's. That's challenging. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Grayson is 10. He doesn't want to eat a lot of the things we eat. He's a, uh, which I take fault in that a little bit because when he was smaller, I was a single mom and it was what's something quick that you can eat that we can just go to bed because I was doing everything on my own and I was yeah. tired. And so it was a lot of um, quick meals. Mm -hmm. So I know part of that's my fault because now he'd rather have like chicken nuggets than yeah. roast. But, but you do the best you can when right. you can and then you adjust and act, right. you know, and now you're steering the ship in a different way. Right. And, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's grace in that. Got to take care of that yeah. situation. Yeah. And then for Conrad, he's, he's four. So he's in between the whole, do I not like it because my big brother don't like it? Or do yeah. I eat it because I kind of do like it? Right. So we're into the, just take a bite. If you don't like it, you can spit it out. He usually doesn't spit it out. He decides he likes it and <laughs> he'll eat it. Um, big thing we have to do with him is we have to pretend like we're going to eat that bite. Yeah. And not look at him and he'll eat it. Yep. And then Jovi, who's almost two, she eats whatever we put in front of her. Yep. My daughter's the same. That's the same uh -huh. exact situation. I'll yep. start eating my son's food a little bit and he's like, oh, that's mine. Uh -huh. He's ready to fight and... And then my daughter, she's over there like, I don't care about y'all. I'm just right. eating everything. You right. your, I, I'll take it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, Grayson was saying last night, why did, Why can't I be done? Joby's done and she's still got food on her plate. I said, because that's her second plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's already eaten one time. Right. So, yeah. So one thing that I want people, especially mothers, because that's really near and dear to my heart on that regard as a father, as a husband, mm -hmm. protecting and as a health coach as well, my I feel like my wife's health is my responsibility mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, which I know that's wrong. It's It's got to <laughs> yeah. be in her own hands. I'm pretty sure Russell feels the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it's just one of those things, like, you do one thing, I do another thing, we help each other, mm -hmm. you know. So, I'm curious to see, like, it just re reflecting on it, like, okay, you had Grayson, and then, you know, you, you were younger, what probably I was 22 when I had him 22 I'm, yeah. I'm 33 now Should so right at 29 you 
-hmm. in that transition. Mm -hmm. So the difference, like I want people to see the, not breakdown, but I know Brooke told you about Deep Nutrition, that book. And she, Dr. Catherine, maybe, she told Pro me Probably, about okay. I'm sure. That book there is real big about, um, Dr. Catherine is real big on explaining the, not necessarily degradation, but the, the epigenetic changes from first child, second child, mm -hmm. third child, and the way that changes. Plus, you know, different father there. Mm -hmm. But nutritionally, it's taxing on a mother to, Basically, create right. a child from nothing and you know support right. that child from you know birth right. and grow all that. So, how do you feel about the the replenishment of nutrients and like your energy level? And uh, did you have any hyperemesis or nausea? Or I had nausea with all of them, but it wasn't like it would be more so at night or the smell of food um, was a bad thing for me but I never like got actually sick. Um, so, and it was always over after the first trimester. Uh, but, and with Grayson, when I was pregnant with him, not being as knowledgeable, I didn't do as well with my eating, you know? So it was like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm gonna eat whatever. Right, yeah. Pepperoni pizza was my big thing. Um, and Conrad even, I didn't eat the best with Conrad because everything, the smell of everything just made me feel bad. Um, so with him, I stay tired all the time because I know I wasn't yeah. eating what I probably should have to. You do the best you can. Right. Like, with my first, that first pregnancy was, I mean, she should have been hospitalized. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was puking 10 times a day. <sighs> and I don't think the only reason she wasn't hospitalized because she's a nurse. And yeah. She, I guess she felt judged or something. It's just crazy. <laughs> Nurses yeah. are tough and amazing, but they are crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, that part there, that was really, like, eye-opening mm -hmm. to me. Because I was like, you really need to eat this. And she's like, I really can't. I'm going to yeah. throw up on you. Yeah. And that was a struggle. But, you know, we had to work a lot on her gut health mm -hmm. and, you know, to change a lot of her estrogen metabolism. Mm -hmm. I don't know how deep you got in. Not super deep. I don't really. Yeah, nah. I understand. Yeah, I didn't I just know any of all that stuff. <laughs> we had to get in it because the first one was like, I ain't doing that again. Uh -uh. Yeah. I, we want another child. Yeah, but mm, that was bad. Right, yeah. Like, I, it was like a come to Jesus meeting. Like, we're going to get pregnant again. You're going to do some fixing. Yeah. Because I gained weight. We couldn't eat. We couldn't, I couldn't cook anything in the house at all. Mm -hmm. had a severe meat aversion. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-mm. So we had to eat whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to admit it's hard to you know stomach but it was like starting over with her mm -hmm. we had to start in with a little bit of beans and i mean it, that whole process yeah. was it was torture for yeah. me but that's just part of it but mm -hmm. do you feel like i know you said the last you you're still struggling to get weight off you mm -hmm. look great well thank but, you thank but, you i mean where do you feel like your struggle and energy you said it's um my energy is better recently um because i have just tried to dial in but more like i can tell when i'm not um given 100 percent to my nutrition and that means that we're too tired to cook for the week or so we'll just go grab something or um we come home late and we're just like eating whatever so i know when I'm, I have more energy when I dial it in. When I'm making it a point to, we're eating at home. Yeah. We're not eating out. Or if we do eat out, I'm going to make better choices eating out. Or I won't eat all of it. I'll eat till I'm full and then stop. But um, 
and my energy has been a lot better in the past month because I have been trying to dial it in so much um, because I just, I don't know, well, I do know part of why. Um, and I don't know how detailed I need to get, but after having Jovi, I probably wouldn't have, I don't know, I just broke down to Russell one night right before I had to go back to work. Um, a little bit of, I, it was probably a little bit of postpartum stuff going on, but um, she was eight weeks and I was about to go back to work and she was gonna go into daycare. And I just told, I just broke down to him and told him I don't want her to go and I don't wanna go back to work because I just had such anxiety about something was gonna happen to her. I didn't want anything to happen to her because I couldn't control what happened in that miscarriage and I'm still holding on to that. Right. And if she's away from me, I can't protect her. So I dealt with that for a long time and then I finally, um, Pastor James actually preached a sermon uh, one Sunday about mental health and about, um, you know, if you're struggling with it, you need to see a doctor. Don't be afraid to do that. And I always kind of thought in the back of my mind, it's anxiety. I know it's anxiety. I can just pray and it'll go away. I need to give it to God and it'll go away. And But something's just just was not leveled out right. So I actually, I finally went to my doctor and um, there were some other things that triggered that as well. I was just very moody at home and just not myself. And so I went and um, I did actually get put on some medication. And once I got put on that medication, it did actually, I could see some weight gain. I don't yeah. know if it's a side effect or not, but, is, but I could see that. But then it's like, am I happy with weight, gaining weight and being okay? Or do I want to not be okay and lose weight? Right. So it's, yeah. what do you want to do? Yeah. So I'm trying to find that happy medium right now. But, um, so I did have to, that's helped tremendously and everything's been good since, but I've been medicated, I guess, <laughs> since about March. But I mean, it's, the struggle is real. So, oh, yeah, it is. well, no, probably since January, I'm sorry. The struggle is real and people go through things right. and that's what, my doctor is a good Christian man and he said, Christian women are the hardest to medicate because they think they can pray it away and everything's going to be okay, but God gave us medicine and people to give that medicine how it's supposed to be given. So that kind of helped me decide. Between him and Pastor James, I was like, it's time to do something. So, yeah. And you did you yes. know, several things moving before you just went and right. you know, went for medication. It's yeah. not your goal, but... Right. I mean, the end you... goal is to eventually, you know, come off of that. Yeah. Um, because I definitely don't want to be on it forever. But right now, this season of my life, that's just where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, I'm me again, right. as Russell says. So That helps a lot. Yeah. And, and that also helps stabilize everything so you can start to, you know, get your, your mind in a positive manner. Right. And you're not swirling the drain some nights and you're moody. Right. Because we say we're moody, but you're, you're really stoic about it. You're yeah. inside. Yeah. You could read your thoughts. Yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. And, and that's part of postpartum. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I'm not in a woman's head, but right. I, I've experienced it yeah. as well. And that's, you know, as a, on, like on Russell's side of it, mm -hmm. and that's, uh, that's challenging. Yeah. For, we, it's really the empathy side of it. Like, it don't really affect us. Right. Dramatically. It's but, not being able to know what I need to do to help. Exactly. Basically. That's a great way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Because he's, that's what he says. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I struggle with that. For a year before I even actually 
did anything about it. I yeah. recognized it, but I just tried not to, oh, it's fine, it'll go away. Right. But um, so now I feel like I finally, you know, that's leveled out, I'm myself again, so I'm giving 100% to um, my health again, to the dialing in my nutrition. The workout stuff, I've got no problem. That's right. not a problem for me, but I'm getting that nutrition dialed in, back in, so. Do you feel like, uh, like I'm hearing something that I'm picking up as I'm doing these interviews and talking to people and talking to, you know, I've talked to psychiatrists yesterday. I talked to, you know, different mm -hmm. people, especially people that have been through some things and are dealing with it and growing and mm -hmm. learning from. Do you feel like it takes time to really not only heal, but it, it, it I feel the sense that it takes time to integrate something new like yeah. medication or like maybe I need to change my macros after this situation mm -hmm. like adjust but we live in an instant culture right if I can't take a pill today to fix it tomorrow I don't want it it's right not, it's not worth it right but I wish everybody would hear this and listen and understand like hey it takes time it does it takes three to six months to get over the the massive change you know and men can't even begin to imagine right. The feeling of, mm -hmm. you know, like I see a lot of mothers and I listen to it and I'm real, like I pay attention. I'm a little nosy, like, honestly. <laughs> I see it. I'm like, you know, the kid just could be uh, wanting to be back inside of you. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. been there. But a lot of kids, they go through that uh, a sort of separation anxiety mm -hmm. and they just want to be back inside of you. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm touched out. Or, yeah. Just sit there. And, right. And I get that too because sometimes I'm like, man, this is more than I can do. This yeah. is rough. Yeah. But, you know, I wish everybody would know it takes time to heal. It takes mm -hmm. time to get over it. And it's totally okay to not be right. Right. Not not, not be, you know, soaring and right. not be. You don't have to be on all the time. <laughs> exactly. You got to have some down days to yeah. really appreciate the good days. Yeah. And it's nothing wrong with it. Have you thought about a therapist? I know that's a. You know, I, my wife said that you have to be something wrong with you to go get therapy. But I look at therapy as proactive and, yeah. you know, that, I mean, I love medication in that regard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost emergency medicine in a right. way. Like, hey, doc, I'm circling the journey. Yeah. Get me something so I can, you know, get back to where then I can go to therapy. And right. Not, yeah, know. and that may be something that happens down the road. Right. I haven't, um, I mean, I've thought about it, but I haven't ever, like, looked into it. Looked into it, Yeah. Um, but I do know that if I want to come off of the medication, that might be something that I eventually have to go f through with. And I mean, I'm good with that. I mean, when I was little, I saw a counselor yeah. when my parents got divorced. So I'm not opposed to that. I just haven't went down that route yet. I got you. Yeah. So. That's something that's really amazing how God lines up people and how he schedules. You mm -hmm. think you schedule it. The psychiatrist I talked to yesterday she was one of my coaching clients. She's moved on from that. And she, uh, she, we really, we got onto this thing of like proactive coaching, counseling, and it's more of an optimization than it is healing. Mm -hmm. But processing trauma, I was traumatized from basically probably in utero. My mother was big on like drugs and bad. Mm -hmm. and, and my dad was not sure, you know, I can understand it's just kind of a rough right. start, but mm -hmm. what you do with something, not how, mm -hmm. like, the hand was there. Right. Mm -hmm. But she, um, 
she traumatized me from from birth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were in and out of very dangerous places, and you know that just kind of that was my childhood growing up. Thank God my grandparents saved my life, mm-hmm. and you know as a collective, yeah. you know, got me some stability, some you know wisdom, mm-hmm. some parenting. Yeah. But I learned through the years of struggling without a counselor, without a you know therapist, and I've seen therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually a lady in this building that I saw, Wendy. Saloria, she's incredible. Okay. And I was able to just talk to her. But processing trauma, you know, it it has to be processed a certain way. And miscarriage is traumatic mm-hmm. for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't process it correctly, it does kind of captivate mm-hmm. you. Like, I won't say captivate, but it, it holds you captive yeah. because it's a trigger and it, it will control. Like, if you're not careful... It'll take you right back to that right. moment, and you'll relive it like right. instantly. Yep. And many times that that miscarriage probably happened in home or while you were sleeping, or you don't know. No, I actually. Well, I don't know when that part happened. I actually went to the doctor, and there was no heartbeat, and yeah. they scheduled a DNC um, because my body was not recognizing that I was miscarrying. So. Yeah. Um, but Grayson was actually with me at that doctor's appointment in the doctor's office when all that took wow. place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with that, I, I know for me, like with, when that happened, I didn't really talk about it to anybody. I just kind of kept it to myself because my mom had never went through that. So nobody really, to I didn't relate really, to. right. didn't really have anybody to relate to it. And when I actually did start opening up about it, it's crazy how many women have went through that. Oh yeah. And, they either, they're either like me, they think that they shouldn't talk about it, yeah. or they just haven't ever had the opportunity to talk about it. And it's so. not something you bring up like, hey, I had a miscarriage, <laughs> right. you don't talk about it. Right. Don't, I don't know how to start that right. conversation. Right, yeah. The first woman, my very first health coaching client, had countless, like, and I say countless because I lost count when she told me. Oh, gosh. It's like six or seven, and she ended up having five children. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a you know, a God mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And then the midwife that delivered my daughter at home had, I, I think she's had more than one miscarriage. Oh, wow. And like, I just, I, it, I, I couldn't could, imagine more than one. Yeah. And it, it's like, how do you process? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you move? Like, how do you not scared to death? Right. You mm-hmm. know, but I guess that just makes you stronger. That's a hormetic response. And I guess. It's like exercise <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Well, it also made me decide Jovi was the last one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I totally understand that. So Our uh, postpartum recovery made, I won't go say it's our very last child, but very possible because that was extremely yeah, traumatic. Yeah. The birth was great. I mean, yeah. we had it at home. It's four-hour labor. Everything was great, but the postpartum, due to the complications from the first birth mm-hmm. in the hospital and the way that was handled, I mean, I'm not mad at anybody. We, right. They, everybody did the best they could, but... That that took us on a whirlwind to oh, heal goodness. her and to mm-hmm. do recovery and you know therapy. Right. And mentally, of course, that that messed yeah. with her because yeah. we lost her mom before we had. Mm-hmm. So she kind of mourned the fact that her mom would never know her daughter. It was that was a lot. And yeah. I'm just uh, I'm amazed at how strong a woman can be after all of that and mm-hmm. go on. And I really think people should 
respect and understand that yeah you know even just birth is extremely traumatic oh yeah and there should be i think there should be like a, a let's go talk to somebody for just like just talk about it because yeah. i noticed i had to talk about the most traumatic things that happened to me mm-hmm. so that my brain there's something about talking there's a lot of research on it but there's something about talking out the event the way it happened how it happened mm-hmm. reorganizes it in your brain as not this is happening right now right versus you know if you just like you went in that same doctor's office and grace was there certain smells certain yeah sounds i mean you're immediately right, right. back there and you're mm-hmm. like whoa yeah and then you, your heart's racing and you feel like and then you immediately associate it to the closest resemblance yeah in which yeah and that that's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of scary a little it bit it is but it it's interesting because I think we should be better educated as a society mm-hmm. around mental health, yeah. pregnancy, birth, you know, and the process of healing. Because I think we should have somebody to talk to yeah. and just talk it through. Not that it was a bad birth or a good birth, but, you know, just reorganize that. Right. Because there's a lot of hormones. There's a lot of, you know, endorphins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's moments where I've heard a lot of women say, so everything was like a cloak. I couldn't really see everything. Mm-hmm. And whenever I started to go through the birth, like seven centimeters, that dilation, that mm-hmm. vomit that mm-hmm. happens, you know, all that's traumatic. And, yeah. you know, and your, your mind will protect itself in traumatic situations, but it also shuts itself off mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. you know, other things. And I mean, if it didn't, you wouldn't have multiple children. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're I mean, totally right. Yeah. Because... Oh, I couldn't imagine. Mm, I know. That's got to hurt, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm glad it does that. It, it takes care. We wouldn't be here because right. after about one of them, uh-huh. we'd be like, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's amazing. <laughs> so what do you feel like um, moving forward? Do you have to totally change your nutrition? Do you have to adjust it? Because I know you're dialing, you're getting more energy. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing a drastic change in your your body, your not yet, but it's just more of, I've got to make myself eat those better foods. Like it's easy with us living in Laurel, it's easy to go to Chick-fil-A or go to Raisin Cane's and having three kids, Yeah, it's very easy to do that. You're right. <laughs> so it's just, I've got to make myself, make it a, make food a priority actually, you know, and I've got to make sure I eat enough because I have a bad habit of, oh, well, I'm not hungry. I'm just not going to eat. And That's huge. I've tried the fasting thing and fasting doesn't work for me because I get to a point to where I could go all day without eating. Yeah. And then I have no energy to do anything. Right. Which is the opposite. Like I know my body has to have carbs to be able to do what I want it to do at CrossFit or to be able to lift the weight I want to lift at CrossFit. Um, no, good carbs, not donuts and hamburgers, yeah. Yeah. but I know my body has to have that. I know what I have to have to recover from a workout. I know I need a certain amount of protein to build the muscle I want to build. Um, and I, I, you can't get that if you're not eating, if you're not making food a priority. Right. And it, it's very tedious and it's very, it's aggravating, especially when you have holidays where you're eating at everybody's house. And I have been known to bring my food scale and weigh out my yeah. food because I have to make sure I'm eating what I need to eat to be who I need to be. And somebody may be screaming like it's not that big of a deal, but 
it is. Right. And it, what's really the big deal is the fact that people don't think that it is a big deal. Right. They're just like, oh, it'll be fine. It ain't like a difference. But the, the people that criticize that or judge that, whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. have never really put themselves through a rigorous right. nutrition plan mm -hmm. and exercise. Like, and kept with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And being consistent over nine months, a yeah. year, three years. Yeah. But also, if you do CrossFit and you don't eat right, you will you're going to throw up. Yeah, you're going to, exactly. <laughs> you're going to throw up and you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. Hours after and then you, you get frustrated because yeah. the bar don't move the same. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Or you go, I mean, I've been CrossFitting for eight years. Or you go and you don't do what you're supposed to do and then you don't see the results you want to see. And you get frustrated. Yeah. I mean, you're like, Ugh, you can't even tell I've lift whatever. Yeah. So, it's humbling though. Yeah. And then it makes you look at the self, look at yourself in the mirror and go, what am I doing? What am I not doing? What am I doing? Right. And that, I believe that's the greatest thing about exercise and movement is because it, it humbles you, mm -hmm. but it, it also, you know, it's almost like a mirror. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, hey, you're, you're the problem. Yeah. You're the solution. Yeah. And, but what you said there was really important. Like making it a priority fighting for it. Mm -hmm. I think it's deeper than that. I think it's the fact that you care about yourself mm -hmm. and it, it's valuable and it's worth eating, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to be a Nazi. No. I mean, you may weigh macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you may have to, you know, say I eat two ounces of macaroni and cheese instead of... A know, bowl of it. A bowl yeah. of it. Uh -huh. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you eat the cake, you eat the cake. Right. You rock And on. that's the thing. Because it's macros, it's 80, I mean, 80, 20, you, you're not going to be 100% all the time. Yeah, it's impossible. So if I want a piece of cake, I'm going to eat a piece of cake. Yep. And I'll either make it fit or I may go over and start over the next day. Right. I mean, you can't, if I eat a piece of cake, I can't say, oh, well, I might as well just go eat a cheeseburger now because I've eaten a piece of cake and just call this whole day a cheat day. Yeah. And then the next day will turn into a cheat day. You have to, it's just one, one meal and then start over. At that box, I'm not gonna say the person's name, but at Spike's box, we were sitting in a little stand section uh -huh. one day, and she asked me, a girl that was there, she said, um, "Do you ever cheat, Tommy?" Because I was at the time, it's kind of a not fair setup there, because at the time I was having to perfect my nutrition because I was managing IBS with nutrition, mm -hmm. and that's like walking a tightrope oh, across the Grand Canyon. I bet, yeah. And it don't work, by the way. <laughs> it, it's impossible. <laughs> But she, she said that, and I'm like, at that mind, I was like, at that time, my mindset was like, if I just eat right, everything will be fine. Right. And it was. But that's not life. That's not mm -mm. realistic. It did not prepare me for kids. Mm -mm. Like, mm, that ain't going to work. Nope. Because they're going to shove whatever in your mouth. And, you know, I was just, I just looked at her in that moment. And it's funny, but I said, well, do you cheat on your husband? <laughs> and she was like, uh... uh What's, that ain't, that ain't, it didn't help her, but that's what it really feels like, yeah. though, at a time because, you you know, no, it's not cheating on your husband. It's different. But if you look at food as cheat versus, you know, strict mm -hmm. and morally right, it, 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 food shouldn't be like that. No, you know? no. And if you do cheat and you look at cheat, well, then you're, you're a cheater. Right. And then you just, well, I'm a cheater, and I cheat, and I just keep going, yeah. and I just hide it, mm -hmm. and that happens. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it like, like people have destroyed the word cheat day. Yeah. It's, you know, 80-20 is a way better 
yeah. representation because if you do eat perfectly, and I can attest to this, you become extremely fragile. Yeah. Because your body is not fighting bad food, mm -hmm. not fighting a donut or not fighting, you know, gluten or whatever, dairy mm -hmm. or this or that. And I did have a lot of allergies that mm -hmm. I'd had to, you know, fix. Mm -hmm. And that was from eating perfectly, but also from eating crap for so long and then having to eat right. perfectly. Mm -hmm. and, and that's impossible. But mm -hmm. I found, though, to attest to what you're saying, the more I dialed my nutrition in, the better I performed, yep. the better I felt, more energy I had, the better I slept. So there's there's weight to both of mm -hmm. them. And there's actually a diet out there called the 90-10. You eat 90% yeah. the best quality nutrition mm -hmm. you can with 10% of whatever, yeah. and mm -hmm. it helps you get stronger. Yeah. But one thing that uh, you, you've kind of brought up and it's pulling out to me. So there's a philosophy, and I love that you're, you're certified in it. So there's a philosophy out there. There's two, macros and quality. Mm -hmm. And I know you eat great quality food. I know, mm -hmm. Russell, and I can see because there's a thing in the macros from overview is if it fits, it works. Right. And then there's also the quality. You can eat as much or whatever you want, and if it's the best quality food, it'll work out. Mm -hmm. Both are wrong. Yeah. But both are right. Right. And if you can't marry them into your bio-individual uh -huh. approach, and one thing I like about your approach, and Brooke, she's right on that, of, mm -hmm. you know, my, our certification taught the same thing, like bio-individuality. Like, cards work extremely well for you. Mm -hmm. Three women down, it may not work. Right. So right. you've got to find mm -hmm. your own individual, what works best for me. Mm -hmm. Because also the right carbs matter. But people think, oh, well, keto, and you hear that yeah. crap. And it's like, you know, maybe the wrong fat. Like, yeah. There's actually genetic snips right. Right. that saturated fat can cause some people to have terrible performance. And then there's also some people that have genetic snips, the way they digest and utilize, mm -hmm. you know, fat, saturated mm -hmm. fat, and they do great on mm -hmm. it. So you have a bio-individual genetic yeah. predisposition to certain ways to eat mm -hmm. things, and you've got to find it your own way. Right. A lot of us is self-discovery. Mm -hmm. There's new technology of where we yeah. test our genetic code, and we mm -hmm. have ideas on it. Mm -hmm. But the tried and true, if it works for me, then it's good, but mm -hmm. maybe that don't work. Right. And you are, you're aware and you figure that out. And mm -hmm. do you feel like, or are you more one way or the other on on the like quality versus macros and it fits? Or how, how do you, where's your place on that? I try to just keep it together because I like food. Yeah. Russell, Russell and I enjoy food. Um, we enjoy good food. Yeah. And if I... If I try to keep all the, if I try to just make it all fit and keep out, um, not focus on the quality, but just make it fit, right. I'm going to overindulge. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. But if I just eat good quality foods and I don't give a little, right. it's just going to break me. I'm basically just going to give it all up and eat, eat cake all week. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm the exact same way. I don't have that strict discipline. Mm -mm. I have to control, like I have to know how much I eat and yeah. I have to listen to my body mm -hmm. and I have to like really pay attention. Like uh, last week one day I was cramming, taking a test for the fellowship of men and I was trying to figure out, you know, what happened. And I was taking that test and I was just clicking and clicking and I was just like, that's the right answer, but I'm gonna click the wrong one. 
my brain just quit on me. And I'm like, what's the deal? So I went in, I was like, it's glucose. I'll be yeah. fine. 45 minutes, nothing. It ended up being, I didn't have enough protein in that day. And I had to be self-aware mm-hmm. of that. Naturally, you think, oh, it's my glucose. But I've never had right. glucose problems. Mm-hmm. But I thought, that'll help me get me till supper time. Yeah. But it ended up being only protein was my problem. Mm-hmm. I didn't get enough in that day. And it was just, you know, like I learned from that episode. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was self-aware and I had to listen to my body, mm-hmm. but be aware. And I think everybody yeah. needs to learn self-awareness. Yeah. And just pay attention. Like, I eat this. This happens. Like, I'm getting a CGM, which is a continuous glucose monitor. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to document my food and post everything and you know show... When I eat this, my my glucose level does this. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, and yeah. I recommend it for everybody mm-hmm. because you know you never know. You may right. have an out uh, like an intolerance to mm-hmm. say macadamia nuts. Yeah. And it drive your glucose really high, and you're like, I'm eating perfect, but you know this is happening. And then you find out like your body don't tolerate that. Yeah. And some saturated fat can cause certain people to dry their glucose mm-hmm. up exercise can the exposure stress Mm -hmm. so but it just gives you a metric to measure and your and compare it to your life so you can you know learn about yourself Mm -hmm. because like sweet potatoes for some people it's perfect food yeah others it's poison and that's that's hard to believe yeah because sweet potatoes are great Mm -hmm. same way as meat yeah but there again there's vegetarians that they really do better on vegetarian right because you know meat makes them feel like crap yeah. or maybe the type of meat yeah and i mean it's a honing process over mm-hmm. time but that cgm is really really helpful and so is genetic testing and yeah I, i'm digging deep into that right now because that's where my coaching is evolving to is to because i i helped a lot of people and they, everybody had great results mm-hmm. i didn't have a bad client mm-hmm. situation they give it their effort but I just found that the deeper I dig, the more accurate I can mm-hmm. be with it mm-hmm. on my own. Right. Because it was on my own mm-hmm. experience. Because I didn't know anybody in the area that yeah. actually did that type mm-hmm. stuff. And the more I tested and was honing in and being an expert on myself, and I recommend everybody to mm-hmm. stop learning all these keto or paleo. Yeah. Or just learn what works best for you. Yep. And cut the crap. I mean, you can learn a lot by getting rid of bad quality stuff and mm-hmm. get good quality. That's right. Find out what macros work for you. Find out how much protein, carbs, fat, which ones, the quality of them work best for mm-hmm. you. Find variety. Keep testing things because that's just culturally the right. best way to be. Mm-hmm. But being an expert on yourself, and you obviously have done that, which works for you mm-hmm. and it shows you. But there's always ways to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. I really recommend. I don't like 23 Me because the whole government thing. Well, see, we did that. Um, it, I may have been pregnant with Jovi when we did that um at the time Brooke had suggested for to get more information right and I can't even remember what all was on there but we do have the results of that I've had to dig I I learned MTHFR I had issues with it my wife as well and that you know helped us parent going forward but it helped us with methylation and that was a a big one but it was just scratching the surface I Mm -hmm. found you can really dig in and you know help your your system a lot by mm-hmm. making some small tweaks in your nutrition and mm-hmm. lifestyle and things like that and like food timing or mm-hmm. how you process certain foods and what you may need more of or the other and mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot about it but I really wish everybody would test 
Uh, strategy seems to be a better one. I did 23andMe too because mm -hmm. I didn't know. I was yeah. just curious. Yeah. And it did help me. Right. And you can plug those same you know, data into strategy. Uh, Dr. Ben Lynch is the guy for that. Really okay. good doctor. He's got great information and he's got something called Dirty Genes. Mm -hmm. And that, he wrote a book, a great book. But the, the point of it is to learn about yourself and to see your genetic expression and then to see what you need to give your body. Mm -hmm. Like if some people have like a vitamin D deficiency mm -hmm. of like getting it from the sun to their body mm -hmm. and they need to supplement. Right. Or glutathione. They don't produce enough naturally and they mm -hmm. need to supplement. Yep. And that right there would help everybody mm -hmm. because the one thing that I see as a health coach but in the environment of it is this is the new health, this is a new diet, it works great. And it's like, you're missing it. Yeah. Stop doing that. Stop mm -hmm. chasing the new fat. Like, find because out. Because it will work great yeah. for the time that you do it. But then when you get tired of it and stop. That's a big thing. Now what? Exactly. And also, it will work great for a short period of time in mm -hmm. the way of what you just said. But it, it may not work as good as it could have. Right. Because you didn't stick with it long mm -hmm. enough or... It, it may not fit exactly mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. You may need to do a different version of that exact right. same thing right. longer and start to hone in and use bits and pieces. Because mm -hmm. like with my wife, and I, she said it one time, I don't know what we are because people identify with mm -hmm. this diet. Uh -huh. Are we paleo? Are we keto? Are we? I said there's about 100 different diets that we mixed yeah. and plucked the best out of. Yeah. And just... We made it our lifestyle. Yeah. That's the new diet that everybody right. needs to get on mm -hmm. and hone in. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'm, I want to ask you moving forward, I don't know if you're interested, but uh, how do you feel about testing your gut health and seeing, you know, how that changed everything? Because I know, especially with my wife, we had to really change our gut health mm -hmm. and work on, you know, building the gut lining and getting the right probiotics mm -hmm. there and, um, processing different things like there's some enzymes that, that through pregnancy it taxes the mm -hmm. microbiome in a way that can put your gut you process things poorly or inefficiently because you don't have the right bacteria mm -hmm. or the right amounts or the right balance you the even the great nutrition you're eating doesn't get you know broken down right. absorbed and utilized correctly right. so I've, I've never even I've never even known that you could do that like have all those tests done for that um i think that would be something great to even i think i want to try that see what's going on i mean i try to you know i take a probiotic but yeah. it may not even be the right one that i need to be taking right. um i just take one because i'm like oh hey i need to take a probiotic um but that's something though. that yeah that's something that i think is a great thing that should be done and right. i don't have to look into how to where to go to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can send you some, some yeah, resources. Yeah. So I recommend stool testing at least once a year. Genetic tests is a one-time thing. You have the mm -hmm. data. They just sequence your genome, and you just have a, the data, mm -hmm. and you can use it and kind of learn more about your SNPs and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. But stool testing, blood work, mm -hmm. uh, you can do a complete cat mm -hmm. panel, metabolic and everything. Um, I learned so much from the Genova three-day test, and that is a take-home test. Okay. Uh, the Dutch hormone panel, that's a great test. It's take-home as well. But the, you just get your blood work. Mm -hmm. Some people like to do it twice a year. I like at least one year because I think, you know, you can do it every 30 days and mm -hmm. see results. Right. And see changes. Mm -hmm. 
but it depends on how aggressive or what program you're on, what doctors mm -hmm. and what they're doing. And it does take four to six weeks to see changes because mm -hmm. you change your setup. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the Genova test is, I mean, it, it really was the, the fundamental change because see, I had, I tried everything natural you could mm -hmm. and Diflucan, which is an antifungal. I had an overgrowth of Candida and you know, I, I've been given Diflucan, Diflucan. And I'd feel better for a couple of days and be way worse than before. Mm -hmm. But I never tested what was in there, what was going on, and had a plan based off that. And I'm going to do it again and again and again. Because I believe in, like, I'm healthy. I'm the best health I've ever been. But where can I optimize? Where yeah. can I build my system stronger? Because right. there's more stress coming. Right. I mean, there's going to be something else is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the better, the stronger the, the microbiome is, better your body is, the strength of it, it can handle those hits mm -hmm. and they don't knock us down into right. depression right. or so on and so forth. Right. So, yeah, I really, I'll show you all the stuff yeah. and where to test and yeah. I can recommend someone you could yeah. you know, go through that on. And, I mean, I think you can you can test your, yourself, but you can I even test your children and yeah. see, like, give them different insights and, you know, Probiotics are great orally because it's great mm -hmm. genetic code going to it, mm -hmm. but you're never going to like see the gut based off of oral because right. nothing survives the stomach acid. There's some out there that might, mm -hmm. but usually no. Yeah. You know, fermented foods, fermented drinks, those help because it's genetic codes and uh -huh. it stimulates the good there, but I didn't have any good because of so many antibiotics, antibiotics yeah. and mm -hmm. steroids and mm -hmm. it just destroyed it. And you know, the steroids, they helped you, and they helped you build muscle, yeah. but they also had a, you know, a bad a yeah. deterrent effect. Yeah, And yeah. that right there, um, it's healable, mm -hmm. but it has to be tested and direct action. Right. And most doctors don't, they don't get into that because it's it's really time consuming, it's really challenging, and, you, and a lot of that's not taught in medical right. school. Mm -hmm. You have to, I had to self-discover a lot of it, mm -hmm. and, but yeah. I really recommend everybody, even if you're not sick or not mm -hmm. putting on weight or whatever, if you can head something off, you know, you can see it before it yeah. happens, mm -hmm. that it's easier to manage things because, you know, we, as a country, we don't have the greatest health. Mm -hmm. We got the greatest health care. But, but not the greatest health. Mm -hmm. the greatest health. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm not going to keep you much longer. I normally try to keep these at an hour, mm -hmm. but I really, you have anything else you want to share? No. Okay. Well, not, not I, that I can think of. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank and, you. I enjoyed you know, it. Sharing your information yeah. and sharing your story. And it's really cool to see, you know, how, what your experience is with it and how to learn. So yeah. thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you.